0: That is where our holiness is found. That is where our righteousness is found. That is why God can look upon a Christian and not see all of the sin. He doesn't see all the adultery. He doesn't see all the blasphemy. He doesn't see all the murder. He doesn't see all the lust. He doesn't see all the theft. He doesn't see all the covetousness. He doesn't see all the idolatry. He doesn't see all the blasphemy. He doesn't see every single time you disobeyed your parents. He doesn't see when he dishonored his Sabbath. He does not see Sin. No to slay, the love of God died once for all. and sacrifice will forever be enough. Hello there, welcome to the Redeeming Love Bible Broadcast. My name is Phil Duddy, Evangelist with Grace Baptist Tabernacle in King North Carolina. Glad to have you listening to the program today. Please do feel free to reach out to us at RedeemingTheLost at iCloud.com. We would love to hear from you. And today we are going to be concluding our series on holiness from the book of 1 Peter. And uh, We've had uh, two separate broadcasts on holiness, and this will be the third. Uh, all, all of them arising from the book of 1 Peter. So let us turn there today. If you do have your Bible available to you, please feel free to turn with me to the book of 1 Peter, and I will begin reading in chapter 1, verse 13. Wherefore, gird up the the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end, for the grace is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ, as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. And if ye call on the Father, who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. For as much as ye know that you are not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold, from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb, without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him do believe in God, that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and your hope might be in God. And we said on the last program that God's love is a sort of relational love. God is holy. God is good. God is God and we are not. And holiness referring to the fact that God himself is without sin. He is pure. He is without sin. He is upright. He is holy. And God is just as much a stranger to sin in his holiness as we are naturally strangers to holiness since we are born in sin. And God's love is a holy love. God's love Drives him to relationship because God himself, three in one, one in three, father, son, and spirit, all in constant relationship with one another. God himself, in relationship, desires to reestablish the relationship that was broken by sin that God had with Adam and God had with Eve before the fall. There was relationship there, and that relationship was not broken by sin. There was no sin in the way of that relationship. But sin came in when they transgressed the commandment of God back in the garden. And all of us being in Adam, when he fell, we all fell with him. And God, in, the, in sending Jesus Christ, in the atoning death of Jesus Christ, in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, made a way, according to himself, He made a way according to him. He made a way according to his holiness, his goodness, his justice, his mercy, his long suffering, his wisdom, and his love. He made a way in Jesus Christ for relationship to be restored between himself and fallen humanity, between himself and you and me. He made a way for that relationship to be restored for things to be as if sin never happened. And one of the greatest things about being saved, one of the greatest things about the blood of Jesus Christ, about the death of Jesus Christ, about the resurrection of Jesus Christ, about salvation in and through Jesus Christ, is that when God looks at a saved person, when God looks at a person who is saved, who is born again, who is filled with the Spirit, who is made new, God looks and God sees all of that. God looks and he sees the, the righteousness of his only begotten son he sees the righteousness of jesus christ when he looks upon a christian that's what god sees god doesn't see the corruption of the flesh you see peter would talk about um, earlier in the first chapter there chapter one verse four an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of god through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. There's an inheritance that you're looking forward today, that I'm looking forward today, that every Christian looks forward to. There's an inheritance, and that inheritance is reserved in heaven, not in hell. You see, because God looks at you, and he doesn't see the sin anymore. God looks at you he sees he sees the righteousness. He sees the goodness. He sees he sees the right standing that you have been brought into. He sees somebody who has been made holy. He has so, somebody who has been made holy. You see, we read in verse thirteen: Wherefore gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end, for the grace is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ, as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. You see, somebody who is fallen, somebody who is sinful, and in the reality, that is is where we all start. That is where every man, woman, and child who is born starts. Um, We're all inherently born into sin, and we cannot will ourselves to become holy. We cannot do things to become holy. We cannot avoid doing certain things to become holy, but it's not founded in our own works. It is founded on nothing more, nothing less than the blood and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Our holiness is founded on the work of Christ, is founded in Christ, is found in the person of Christ, is found in the faithfulness of Christ, That is where our holiness is found. That is where our righteousness is found. That is why God can look upon a Christian and not see all of the sin. He, He doesn't see all the adultery. He doesn't see all the blasphemy. He doesn't see all the murder. He doesn't see all the lust. He doesn't see all the theft. He doesn't see all the covetousness. He doesn't see all the idolatry. He doesn't see all the blasphemy. He doesn't see every single time you disobeyed your parents. He doesn't see when you dishonored his Sabbath, when you profaned his Sabbath and did not keep it holy. He does not see sin. He doesn't see the drunkenness. He doesn't see the lying deception. He doesn't see the pride. He doesn't see the arrogance. He doesn't see the unbelief. But no, hallelujah, even though all those things may have happened, all those things may have been you before your salvation after your salvation, after Jesus does that saving work, which, hallelujah, is activated by nothing less and nothing more than faith, hallelujah, whenever Jesus responds to that faith, whenever Jesus responds to somebody who hears the gospel and believes him, and Jesus does that work of salvation, you see, friend, Jesus has to do something in your life. And you can go around all of your life Uh, trying to persuade Jesus to do something. You can go around all of your life trying to say the right things, trying to do the right things, trying to be the right things. But, friend, that's not not why Jesus moves. You see, Jesus, you see, God gave a particular and personal word. God gave a particular word, and that is the Bible. And we talked about that in our last broadcast, but God gave a very particular Bible. God gave a perfect Bible. God gave, gave a Bible that's complete, And in that Bible, everything in that Bible points you to God. Everything in that Bible, everything in our Bible points us to God, points us to God. And to the lost, it's going to point them straight at Jesus to be saved. It's going to point them straight at Jesus so that they can be saved because he is the Savior. He is the Savior. The Bible has only one thing to say to a lost person, and that's uh, the reality is that you're in sin, that you're lost that you're dying, that you're going to hell, and that, hallelujah, God has made a way for you to be saved. And that way for us is the, is in Jesus Christ. It's in him. It's in, in the, it's in the fact that he came and that he was born of a virgin, that he is without sin, and that he laid down his life. He became your sin, and all of the wrath of God was poured out upon him in your place so that, hallelujah, you could stand before God, You can stand before God and be covered, if you will. You can stand before God. You see, his love is a covering love. You see, his love, his mercy, his long-suffering, his grace, it's, it's all to cover the sin in his sight. It's all to cover the sin in his sight. That's why Jesus stepped in. That's why Jesus, fully God and fully man, and what a mystery that is, hallelujah, fully God and fully man, There's never been another one like him. There never will be another one like him. Fully God and fully man laid down his life. But hallelujah, he had the power to take it up again, and he did so. To cover you, to cover your sin, to make a way for you to be saved. And we do look forward to that day. We do look forward to it, Christian. It's a hope that one day we're going to be without this flesh that we've been left in. See, God left us in the world, but he didn't leave us alone in the world. We have the Holy Spirit, but we still do have the flesh. And we look forward to that day. And the Bible says it's, it's, a, it's a hope. You know, we're saved by hope. And Peter talks about a salvation that's, that's, that's ready to be revealed in the last time. Friend, there's going to be a day where you don't have this flesh anymore. And that's something to look forward to indeed. But God's love is a covering love. He covers the sin. He covers the sin of everybody who believes in Jesus Christ and he makes such a sweeping invitation to everybody who doesn't believe in Christ that they can come and believe and they can can be saved. They can be covered in his sight because as you've heard it on the program before, somebody's blood is going to answer for your sin. Somebody's blood will answer for all of your sin and let that be the blood of Jesus Christ rather, rather than your own because the blood of Jesus Christ was shed for you and what hope do we have if we neglect so great a salvation? Because God in his holiness, God in, his, in himself resolved that there would be one way of salvation, Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. You see, God is holy and salvation is totally provided by God, totally provided by God. And there was no input from man in the process. God didn't sort of come down and ask Adam and Eve after they fell, okay, um, what should I do to make a way for all of your sin to be dealt with, to, to make a way for this relationship to be restored? Because now this, there's this thing called sin. And being a holy God, holiness, uh, holiness and sin are incompatible. Holiness and sin are absolutely incompatible. And sin will never be in the presence of God, sin will never be in God. But that's a conversation that never took place uh, between Adam and Eve and God because God in himself, with no input from man in the process, but only in himself, from himself, toward man. You see, God God himself, Jesus was foreordained before the foundation of the world, manifesting these last times for you. But God had already already resolved in Himself to make a way for people to be reconciled to Him, to make a way for people to be saved from hell, to make a way for people to receive eternal life instead of eternal damnation, to make a way for people to be free from the condemnation of not believing in Jesus Christ, to make a way for people to be to be saved, to make a way for relationship to, again, be restored, just like it was, uh, just as if sin had never happened. God himself provided that way. God himself resolved on that way. God himself made that way. Salvation is totally provided by God, and there's nothing that that we as people can do. There's nothing that we impute, there's no work involved. There is no such thing as a works-based salvation, Hallelujah. Faith does produce works, but works do not get a person saved. Salvation is by faith and by faith alone. It's by grace through faith, that not of ourselves, lest any man should boast. Because, I mean, if there was a way to work your way into salvation, uh, we being natural born sinners, would of course brag about it we we would of course brag about it as being some sort of hidden knowledge and we found a way i found a way you didn't find a way i am the way and 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 the sin just builds on itself because we have this natural arrogance we have this natural pride we're all naturally looking out for number 1 you, know, you might say from birth but no god god made the way of salvation and god did not ask for permission in making that way of salvation. And isn't it good that God did make one way of salvation? God made salvation very, very simple. Now, people throughout history, it's a—it's sort of a grieving and fascinating historical study to see all the ways that people have come up with throughout history for a person to be saved. But every single one of those ways, it, it's, it ignores Jesus Christ. It ignores Jesus Christ As he's revealed himself in the Bible, people have come up with different ideas and different philosophies and different worldviews and different theologies, and all of these cults have sprung up all the way throughout history, and a lot of them continue on into the present day, and they mention something called Jesus, but I say something called Jesus because it's not the Jesus of the Bible. It's not Jesus himself. See, Jesus said things like, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus said things like, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus said things like, I bear witness, I'm come to bear witness of the truth. I'm come to to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus said, well, I've come to call sinners to repentance. I haven't come to call the righteous, uh, but I've come to call sinners to repentance. Jesus said things like, I'm not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. Jesus made it abundantly clear, even in the name that Gabriel announced to Mary, even in that very name, Jesus made it abundantly clear that he is about the saving of souls. He is about the salvation of souls. He is the Savior, and he has a redeeming, holy, good, relational, covering love for fallen humanity. Indeed, he said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. And may you trust in the only begotten Son today. May you trust in the fact that he came and he lived and he died and he rose again from the grave. And he did it because he delights in saving sinners. But hallelujah, God is sovereign over his creation. God is authority over his creation. And uh, this is one major reason uh, why people don't trust Jesus because God did not seek their input in the process. God did not seek their input in sending Jesus Christ. God did not send, seek their input in, in, in it being his pleasure to, to crush his servant, Jesus Christ, and to go back into the book of Isaiah. But God did not seek human input in that. And Jesus did not seek human input when he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He didn't seek human input when there was a crowd of people around him And they asked him, what what do we have to do to work the works of God? Jesus didn't take a poll in that moment. Jesus didn't take a vote in that moment. But Jesus said, "Uh, this is the work of God. Uh, You believe on the one that he sent. You believe on the one that he sent. He sent. You can go back and read the exchange in John chapter 6, but you will not find Jesus Christ taking a vote in that crowd. You'll not find Jesus Christ asking them, Uh, What is their preferred method of earning God's favor? But no, Jesus Christ, in authority, in the very authority of God, in the very authority of the one who spoke creation into existence, in the very authority of the one who resolved in himself that he was going to to deal with the problem of sin in Jesus Christ, the one who, who resolved in himself that he was going to draw people into relationship with himself by Jesus Christ, in Jesus Christ, through Jesus Christ, the very one who resolved that when the time was right, he was going to send the Holy Spirit to indwell people who believe. He was going to send the Holy Spirit to indwell Christians who believe, who were brought into relationship with him by Jesus Christ. He was going to send the Holy Spirit to abide in them, to be in them, to dwell in them, thereby making them temples of the Holy Spirit. Uh, You see, Jesus Christ said what he said because God is authority over his creation and because God is sovereign authority over his creation. and, And he did not receive the counsel of men. He did not receive the input of men in making the way for people to be saved. He didn't ask men, he didn't ask women, he didn't ask children, he didn't ask demographics, he didn't ask there's not one gospel for the American, there's not one gospel for the European, there's not one gospel for for the Asian, there's not one gospel for the African, uh, but there's one gospel for the entire world, there's one there's one Savior for the entire world and that is Jesus Christ. And a lot of folks don't like that a lot of folks don't like that. A lot of folks think God God to be a tyrant. A lot of folks think God to be mean. A lot of folks who think uh, people who preach this gospel and people who live this book, people who live this life in the spirit to be some sort of exclusive or closed-minded or narrow-minded or just plain mean because we insist with the word of God and on the authority of of the word of God and understanding of, of the word of God that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That Jesus and Jesus Christ alone is able to save. Jesus and Jesus Christ alone saves people today. And friend, that does not mean spirited, but that is truth and that is mercy and that is love. You see, God so loves you that he didn't keep the way of salvation a secret. God so loves you that Jesus Christ came in the first place. God so loves you that there is there is a Savior because God loves you. Because God loves you, because God desires you to be brought into relationship with Him, because God desires there to be righteousness between you and Him. God desires to make all things new in you, because all things need to be made new in you, because there's a fallenness, there's a sinfulness, there's a flesh, and there's a sin problem in your life. But hallelujah, Jesus Christ has taken care of the sin problem. And if you put your faith in Him, He is faithful, He is holy, He is good. He is mighty, and he is able to save to the uttermost, those who put their faith in him, those who trust in him. That's God's will for your life today if you're lost. And I hope this has been an encouragement to those who are Christians. But holiness, uh, we are naturally strangers to it. But hallelujah, God has not kept the subject in secrecy. It's a good thing that he's given us his word. And I hope this has been a blessing to you if you're a Christian. And I hope that God uses this in your life, if you're lost, to draw you to the Savior. Again, I do thank you for listening. This is the Redeeming Love Bible Broadcast. Again, my name is Phil Duddy, Evangelist with Grace Baptist Tabernacle in King, North Carolina. We are a ministry of Grace Baptist Tabernacle, and I'd encourage you to visit the church website to learn more about us that website is gbtministries.com and you will find locations and you will find service times. Please do feel invited to visit one of our services if you are in the area. We would love to meet you in person. Also, feel free to reach out to us directly here at the program at Lost at icloud.com. Again, I thank you so much for listening. May the Lord bless you.